My name is Jarek Weyrosh. I'm the president and CEO of Palladium One Mining. We're an exploration and development stage company focused on sulfide nickel copper as well as PGs. Our focus is both in uh, Finland as well as Canada. Good to see you. Um, I'm in your backyard, obviously, so uh, welcome to me. I think this thing is. Uh, we're at this conference, uh, the Mining Investment Event of the North, um, rammed out there. Investors are interested. Having any good meetings? Yeah, we're having some very good meetings, yes. It's a lot of activity, but the markets are quite soft, so that's a bit of a problem that we're all facing, and we're just going to have to live through it. Well, I, th I think that's true. I think that we, we talked about this price in terms of disconnect between equity prices and obviously what metal prices are doing, and more importantly, this big massive EV infrastructure, which seems the train has left the station for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you've got green projects. People are knocking at the door trying to work out how you're playing it, how you're timing, and so forth. So why don't we start with North American assets uh, update? Sure. Well, step back for a second. So part of our corporate strategy has been to acquire assets that we mm -hmm. think are in excellent jurisdictions that are large scale and can attract mm -hmm. larger companies. And we've assembled a portfolio of those for this energy transition that's going on. So with regards to an update on um, Ontario, mm -hmm. you know, we've had lots of interest in that project given we've had three discoveries over the last two years on, on a large project, very extremely yeah. high grade actually, a nickel copper, yeah. 30,000 hectare package. That, in part, with the uh, the other properties that we have, led Glencore to come in and take a 9.99% interest in the company. So uh, I think we're we're having a really good time, except for the uh, the, the equity price in the, in the market. Well, and they top, Glencore topped up recently as well. They topped up as well. Yeah. We also okay. uh, did a small acquisition earlier this so, year, picked up three more critical mineral projects in Ontario, and a little bit of a royalty portfolio early stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the way you play this market, because I'm interested, like you said, when the equities are not doing too much, it's kind of a case of, why do I bother, kind of, in, in the back of your mind. Um, but you've got to continue to advance projects. You, you've got to continue to the need to add value to the company, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a CEO of a lithium, lithium company earlier this morning. They've, they've ripped through the market, like $3 to $17 in less than 12 months by finding high-grade lithium. Mm -hmm. And that's not a backdrop where lithium prices fell off the side of a cliff from last October-ish through to just a few weeks ago, from 80 to 20, that sort of range. Um, and she was saying, well, I said, what did you get right? What did you do during that period? Is it just a drill bit? And I said, I think she honestly answered, yeah, but 80% of it is just a drill bit. But there's a kind of bit of a momentum play to all of this as as well. You've got to get people excited, industry excited, like the mm -hmm. like Glencros of this world, excited about what the potential is. So, Sure. How do you, how do you see you being able to kind of engender that kind of interest, that kind of momentum? Is it going to take a market turn? Is it going to take a price change? Is it going, what, what's 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 the thing that's going to trigger it? Well, just like those people you were talking to, I think eighty percent of it comes from the drill put. Mm -hmm. Right, a good project will go in any market. I, I don't mm -hmm. think there's any uh, doubt about that. But you got to be able to position yourself for that uh, that good drill result. So yeah. we're working towards doing that. So we've got a five million dollar budget at Tyco this year, but it's an earlier stage project. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's an area of the province that hasn't even been mapped by the Ontario Geological Survey. So. We're actually doing the basic work. So while we've had discovery success based on some of the geophysics we've done and follow-on mm -hmm. drilling, mm -hmm. frankly, you know, we don't have the property mapped. So we're doing the basic prospecting and ground truthing of the geophysical results. Right. So we've got boots on the ground doing soil sampling, doing mapping, 
and uh, bringing in some more geophysics and targeted areas to perhaps look at a greater depth than what we were looking at previously. Right, and in terms of the technology, I mean, again, this is for all types of listeners to this this show, um, so in terms of experience. In terms of being able to kind of create targets, mm -hmm. the process you're going through is, is essential. It's, it's, it's basically the, the cornerstone of what you need to do before you can start layering um, that. With 5 million bucks, what do you think you can achieve? What do you think the market's going to re react to? What do you think it should be reacting to? Well, on a pro forma basis, we actually started the year with 18.3. We yeah. have 5 million allocated just flow through funding yeah. for the Tyco project. So we can achieve quite a bit okay. of that given the data set that we already have. Okay. And what we're to, trying to do is prove up the geological theory that we have, that there's been these swarms of feeder dikes, if you will, or conoliths, if you're, if you're talking about the, uh, the nickel world language, uh, that fed a large intrusion that sits on the property. So, you know, that intrusion of mafic ultra mafic rocks came from somewhere. Where did it come from? These feeder systems, which, you know, the unsophisticated way of saying is maybe the garden hose had the magma flow. Yeah. So we're, we're chasing the theory that these exist yeah. and that we've identified them, but now we have to prove it. So we're going to be proving it first off by doing soil sailing. You know, is there anomalous values of nickel, copper, cobalt in the soil? If so, um, it improves the likelihood that there's something beneath that area. So, so how does that work? So we saw samples from what depth, how much, what does it need, what are the signatures that suggest what may lead, lead, uh, be below? So first off, the, the theory that we're testing is based on using uh, magnetic sensors, or, if you will, or magnetic uh, readings, mm -hmm. and uh, looking for the highs, which indicates sulfide content. We've learned that on this property, the glacial action from many, many years ago yeah. hasn't transported the, uh, the soils very far. So where we find anomalous values of nickel and copper tends to have uh, mineralization immediately below. So it's a matter of going into what they call the B horizon of soil. So you're digging down a couple of feet yeah. and getting yeah. some soil, testing it to see what uh, what is in it. And you know, so far this summer, I think we're probably pushing over 2,000 samples already. Right. Okay. And, and just, just coming back to the show, if I may, for a second, mm -hmm. a lot of government here, a lot of government, not just Canadian, US as well, critical minerals, it just seems to be on everyone's lips. They're talking about it. They're trying to work out who's fundamentally got something, not coming here, which, you know, show and tell, promotional type story. Mm -hmm. Who's real, who's not? I mean, what, what are the thing, what are your sort of takeaways from either the conversations that you're listening listening to on stage or conversations that you're having at the moment in terms of that that imperative uh, around some of the metals that you've got? Well, it, everybody, I think, accepts that the energy transition is happening. Yeah. So we're all trying to position ourselves to be a provider in the, right. in, the, in that transition. But what it, the conversation is about, there's a lack of supply. So while the demand is understood to be there, governments are certainly behind the transition. Where's the metal coming from to allow that to happen? And certain metals have a fundamental demand structure that is quite robust, you know, copper and cobalt for various reasons. So the, the, the conversation is about brings security of supply to the North American supply chain of these metals, uh, which currently doesn't exist because there's so much uh, coming from overseas. Mm. So, but how do, you, how do you then say, right, okay, we're trying to work out how 
where we fit into all of this, right? We're trying to insert ourselves into conversations, make sure we're on the relevant lists mm -hmm. that people know we exist. But you've also then got to advance the projects because you, you've, you've got a chunk of money available to you mm -hmm. across the entire company. With Tyco, you've allocated a budget. What, what's that money going to allow you to do in terms of continuing to be part of that conversation? Because that, that conversation is... It's it's grants. It's you know t you know it's tax incentives. It's you know debt providers eventually when you when you need it. It's um, all, all sorts of capital being made available, not just to you know the IRA, but uh, it, provincial, state, and otherwise. So, but that capital is available to more advanced projects where you've right. got a resource, you've possibly okay. development scenarios. So if you're at a PEA stage, better yet, a PFS stage, or even better if you're at for sure, a for sure, stage, it's going to. Do you not see that kind of going back upstream a bit? Because everyone's if you have another big conversation out of going on at the moment is you've got big companies here mm -hmm. who are looking to kind of you know backfill their resource and reserves because they're running out of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's not too many advanced stories in there. So it just feels that this kind of trickle down will start to happen across all metals at the moment. I mean, do you, do you think that's true? No, all metals, but I think all the critical metals. Right, okay. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And again, you know, the government support is largely for more advanced projects, right? right? Whether okay. it's Department of Energy or Department of Defense in the States, you yeah. know, how can we get security of supply for metal X, Y, or Z yeah. domestically for the gear plants that we are okay. playing? We're a much earlier stage in the process in Ontario or Canada generally. We don't even have a resource at this point in time. So we're very much on the exploration right. side with a, okay. a higher risk profile. Yeah. Um, I, I think what we're seeing, though, is not governments wanting necessarily support, but the industry players, hmm. larger companies saying, well, we've, we've got to get access to metal down the road where our prospective properties yeah. Yeah. that uh, you know have a good chance of, of discovering uh, adequate resources. I think. You know, a large part of that is why Coincore took an interest in us. Right. And I, you see, again, we're seeing a, quite a few of those conversations going on to talk about where there's a lot of JV action. There's that M&A conversations, I think, but there's a lot of JV action, strategic investment. You know, just people like Coincore taking a position, just buying, well, buying their time to see what you, you can do um, so, with, with your plan and to, and to deliver it. So there's an optionality for them mm -hmm. um, in that regard. But at the point you prove up whatever it is that you think you need to prove up for a Glencore, for example, um, do you feel that they will continue to follow their um, position? Do you feel that they might want to step up? How do you encourage them to open up the checkbook? <laughs> Discovery, obviously, yeah. in, in defining something that's big is going to get yeah. the, the checkbook open a lot quicker. Obviously, right. right now, they're supporting us. We work collaboratively right. with, okay. with regards to exploration as well. But obviously, if they're a big company with 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 a big uh, big balance sheet, and we do find somebody or or, or something uh, of of note, they're obviously going to be well positioned to take yeah. out the company. Okay, so strategic partners, not yet. Obviously, government not yet. But I, I'm sort of just I guess I'm just intrigued how you kind of piece the puzzle together. It's kind of an organic jigsaw puzzle that you've got to piece together to get to a point where you've got the option of encouraging a partner or bringing in another partner to help with a kind of balance sheet issue. Because it all comes back to, with the share price, how do you not destroy the share price by you know equity raises? It's inevitable as an explorer, but how do you minimize the effect of that creative alternative financing? Sooner rather than later. That's the only way to do it, right? And you'd be very yeah. prudent with how you spend the money, use a risk-based approach to, to, to try and de-risk every drill hole as much yeah. as possible so you get the biggest bang for the buck. 
But we do have a great strategic partner in, in Glencore right now that came in, and uh, we're very happy with that. Okay, I don't overag that that bit of the story. It's just I'm fascinated by the strategies that I've heard this this past few days. People have been like changing strategy because some, it wasn't working. It's worked. We're changing strategy because they've run out of ideas or getting JV partners in or alternative financing. It, it's it's such, been, it's such a strange market for the last two years in terms of that disconnect between equities which is, can be a reliever of so much pain because it's access to cheaper capital um, or just sort of growth, et cetera, which is, you know, gets people's eyes looking in. Um, so I'm passing it. Look, on to other projects. So where are we with everything else? Um, what's, what's Well, the KLS project, we yeah. just, uh, it's in the Yukon, yeah. the other nickel project, historical resource mm -hmm. there. It's sitting in a foot wall of the deposit for the geologists. It's completely uh, unexplained. It's, yeah untested anomalies that need to be tested. We're happy to have received permits uh, a couple right. weeks ago. So we're planning an exploration season right now, and hopefully we'll be able to drill that this year, but it is a little bit late in the season, so we'll see about... Uh, what's that What's that in, in dollar or meter terms? Have you actually come up with a drill plan yet, or is that... Well, that's it. Well, it's, it's, in the, it's in the works, but at the end okay. of the day, unless you can get it executed before the end of September and, and yeah, access to drills. Okay, okay, okay. And... Bouncing over to Europe. Mm -hmm. We continue to go slow on that project. Right. We put okay. out a very robust resource, advanced metallurgical yeah. work, but the the LK project, uh, which is dominated by palladium, then mm -hmm. copper, then nickel, um, you know, it's just not the right project for bulk tonnage in this market. Yeah. The adjoining property, the KS project, which is a very different geological model, much more akin to what we have in Kamloops or in in Tycho, we'll be doing uh, some geophysics on that. Uh, early next year okay. in advance of hopefully a, a drill program. Okay, so moving things along, got cash, yeah. spending money prudently in this market. Absolutely. That, that can't do better than that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, cheers. Thank you.